Nobody has a right to booze unless he earns the money. It ought to be a law. You don't work, you don't drink. And your kids, the white kids, money don't mean nothing to them. Motorcycles, marijuana, fight out of records. They got no respect for the president of the United States. 42% of all liberals are queer. That's a fact. Aerial view with Chris Live End Times Talk Radio Friday 6 p.m. Eastern Time Call 760 The Pound You have a podcast? Cool. Oh yeah, I invented them. They're all going the same goddamn screw America way. You're listening to Aerial View Worldwide on the Internet. What kind of radio show is this? I heard his voice on the tape and it really put the hook in there. I've broadcast many, many times on both the and the I know how to talk to people. That's clear as a mother's old bell. My cousin may go on the air and deliver a coded message. You're out of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. Oh, come on. Now, we're going to listen to what he said on the air. Because all we're dealing with here, after all, is talk show time against a man's life. And I don't see that in any argument. I can see you're really upset about this.
How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Nice to see you. Have a nice day. Hi, I was wondering if this was the same Chris T who does um, the radio show. Um, Because if it is, I think your show is really great. Um, But if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. This is an important message from the CDC. You have been recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. You are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days and possibly more due to your small wiener. Tiny wieners have will in more quarantine days. Wiener size like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny wiener. Hello? Hello? Hey, it's me, Chris T, back live here on a Friday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, under constant surveillance from above, because the show is called Aerial View. Aerial View. HoundNYC.com, where every Sunday you could hear Hound House at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and then followed by Crash in the Party. The doo-wop chop shop of the air with Mark and Miriam. You got those doo-wops on vinyl? Well, does the Pope wear a funny hat? Of course. And a special, very special guest tonight. In about ten minutes from now, Ron Rancid of the Nihilistics. I mean, I know his actual last name. I don't know if he wants me to reveal it. We'll get into that when he joins me to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. The filth, the fury, the punk rock, the hardcore, all that crap. It's big now. Big. Everybody's talking about it. Why not me? Why not me? I was there. I saw it all. I was immersed in it. Full immersion. People are going to start mining that shit. I'm getting in line for mine. Uh, but before Ron gets here, we have a little bit of time to uh, to get caught up. This last week was a pre-recorded show that featured uh, me and Keith Hartel going down to Point Pleasant. What's the point? Is it pleasant? in New Jersey to uh, pick up a guitar. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. By the way, those pre-recorded shows, I know some of you were thinking, oh, he, has to, he, he doesn't have to do quite as much work with a pre-recorded show. No. Wrong. It's about five times as much work. No. Wrong. <laughs> It's a lot more work to do a pre-recorded show. Between the recording and the editing and the mixing and the whole goddamn thing. I did like three or four or five different edits on that, by the way. So shut your stupid pie holes. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to that other person. Let's do a really quick uh, upside-down update. What do you say? That is, of course, when we go and take a look. At what's in the news. And you can't look at what's in the news without a teletype sound effect. Not that anybody knows what the hell that is anymore. A lot of head scratching going on out there. Uh, Prince Philip has died. Dead. Gone. At the age of 99, I think. 99 and a half. 99 and three quarters. Almost made it to 100. The man who walked two paces behind the queen. Mainly because she farts a lot. She's gassy. That's why. Uh, I didn't know this about him before I started watching The Crown. But he was uh, born on Corfu. The island of Corfu off of Greece there. Well, it's part of Greece, I should say. So he was Grecian. What's a Grecian earn? Two or three dollars an hour? 
And uh, he never learned Greek. I mean, how ridiculous is that? He was of Dutch extraction. I believe he was some kind of Dane. Or, I don't know, Danish, Dutch, doesn't matter. He was royalty. Married into the uh, British royal family in 1947, and life was smooth sailing after that. Not that it would have been very rough for him anyway, because he was already royalty, see. Although they did, um, apparently they threw his father, the king, out of Greece. There was a bit of a rebellion, they said, fuck off. And his father, who was an Anglophile, said, You see that uh, Elizabeth over there? She's going to be queen someday. I don't know. I can't keep it all straight. And somehow they were related. If you go far enough back, Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip had a common ancestor. Because that's how the royals do. They like doing that shit. By the way, the phones are open today. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV for just a few minutes before uh, we get Ron on here. The show is called Ron is On. What do you think of that, huh? Pretty good title, huh? I always like titles that rhyme. Titles with alliteration are good, too. This one is Ron is On. And uh, he will join us and give us an update on what's been going on with him. Lo, these many years. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the whole background before Ron joins us. But uh, we were in a band together. You've heard me mention the band. The band was called the Nihilistics. N-I-H-I-L-I-S-T-I-C-S. It's kind of like spelling Mississippi. And the band was formed in, uh, I, I want to say, 1980. When uh, my friend Mike Nicolosi, R.I.P., and I started playing together. I was uh, playing guitar from the age of 13. And I was in a cover band called Cobra. We covered the hits of 1976. Because that's uh, when the band formed. And we were terrible at it. I mean, I, I have a recording of the band and... I got excited when I realized I had a cassette until I digitized the cassette and I listened to it and I thought, oh Jesus, that's god awful. Uh, But, you know, that's how you learn. You learn by doing it and playing other people's music and then when Cobra broke up and no one bemoaned the loss of Cobra, believe me. But uh, there there was still the guitar sitting in the corner and the amp and I still wanted to play and I met Mike, and he wanted to play. And I showed him how to play bass, and uh, I might have even gone with him to buy a bass. And I think it was like a $100 Hackstrom bass. And we started playing together in my mother's basement. Songs like Grandma's Are Made For Kicking. You've heard me mention this. And one thing led to another, and we... Uh, got a little bit better and started writing more songs but we couldn't find a drummer we couldn't find a singer it was impossible we had drummers and singers going through the band at a rapid pace and finally we stumbled on Ron at a club called Legs in Valley Stream on Long Island right there on Sunrise Highway god-awful place. I think it was a a restaurant that they had converted into some kind of nightclub. Had a tiny dance floor, very loud sound system, a couple of bars, mirrors all along the walls so it looked bigger, that kind of thing. And uh, lo and behold, we run into Ron there. I don't remember who ran into him first. It was me or might have been Mike. And uh, Ron became the Senga. As they say on Long Island. You want to be the singer? And then... We stumbled on Troy. We might have literally stumbled on him. I I don't know. But he lived in the same town as Mike and I. And I don't know. This is where... 
memory begins to fail you. And even though for many, many years I've kept journals and written shit down so I don't have to remember stuff, there, there are some things... There are some things I don't remember. And I may have to rely on Ron's memory for that. So uh, we're going to... We're going to get him on the phone. It's actually going to be on Zoom. It probably won't work, by the way. But we're going to try it anyway, see what happens, and see how far we get. And then uh, a little bit later on, maybe I'll even play some nihilistic songs for you. Just to wrap things up. Let's listen to one now. Wait a minute, let's listen to one while I do some dialing here. See if we can get Ron. Wasn't that something? A little bit of story box. There you go. And uh, we're waiting on Ron. Ron might be joining us if this thing works. I have no faith in it whatsoever. Even though we tested it earlier today, we got the phone as backup. And uh, that'll, that ought to do it if uh, he can't get through for whatever reason. But we're waiting on uh, Ron. Ron Rancid. And in the meanwhile, I'll do a little uh, housekeeping, as they call it, and uh, remind you, this show airs every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And in the meanwhile, as soon as I can, it becomes a podcast after the live show. And you can hear the podcast on, let's see, uh, how many places can you hear it? Uh, Apple Podcasts, of course, Amazon Music. Google Podcasts or Google Play, whatever they're calling it nowadays, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, sometimes on YouTube, sometimes on SoundCloud. It all it all depends. And uh, that's where you can hear the podcast version of the show. Someone asked me the other day, how many people are listening to the podcast? I said, I have no idea. I don't even know if I want to go. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm doing this for me. This is This is what I do. So I can do it and keep doing it and enjoy it. And if you enjoy it too, that's great. And I would like you to enjoy it. But it's not absolutely necessary. Let's put it that way. You, you do your art because you need to. I do my show. I do my newsletter because I need to. And uh, that's what I do. See if we can get Ron on. That's what the show is called. Ron is on. And uh, if we can get it happening, it'll sound fantastic over Zoom. If not, he's going to be on the phone. What are you going to do? These are the limitations we deal with in the age of coronavirus. And uh, if you want to find this show online... 
Ah, wait a minute. Is that him? It might be working. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, there you are. I didn't know if you'd be able to hear me. Oh, I can hear you. I'm ah, sitting right next to you. It's sitting right here, right next to me. Thanks for joining me. Ron Rancid. Thanks for having How you been? Ah, don't, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't get me started. Yeah, don't get me started. All right. Okay, sorry. Once I start, I don't stop. Hey, when did you become like jerking off? Yeah, exactly. When did you become Ron Rancid? By the way, I mean, when I met you, that wasn't your name. No, we uh, chose names back then, uh, but we never used it. We used a first name. Uh, I, I don't know. We didn't want to use our real names. Yeah, I didn't want to use my real name. I want I mean, the, I want the Mike. Name. Mike was going to call himself Bobby Bleak. Bobby Bleak, really? Yeah, yeah. That's... I was first uh, Ronnie Canker, Cankerworm. What and was then it? Then it turned into Rancid. And then the band Rancid came along. I mean, did that make you angry? No, you know, I don't even think I heard or know one of their, their songs. You don't know any of the uh, Rancid songs? Neither do I. I'm with you. I, I don't know if you hum them or... How can I, I hum don't them? Know. I don't know any. Yeah, I, I, don't honest, know any. I, I honestly don't know any. Uh, who else? Offspring, I never heard any of their... You know. Green Day? What about Green Day? Yeah, I think I heard one or two of their songs. Uh, a slow song, Boulevard of something, Dreams. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boulevard of Broken Dreams or something. Well, I think I think they're just a fucking Buzzcocks ripoff, you know. Oh, you have strong opinions. That's why I wanted you on the show. Yeah. You get to share them now. Yeah. No, they're fake. They're fake. So I was trying to tell the story of how we met, when we met, where we met. So it could legs. Be, yeah, it, it was legs, 19, right? 1979. 79. All right. Because, I mean, I, I was thinking it was 80 or 81. 79? No, 70. Yeah, you guys were in high school. Then we were underage drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, the age to drink then was 18. 18. I wasn't 18 until September and, uh, of 1980. Remember Carl, Carl, Carl Bellotti and... Michael uh, Michael Lamarca. Lamarca. Yeah, yeah, they would let anyone in. Right. Now, uh, is it my impression that those guys were like mafioso or am I wrong? And and the club No, they is, weren't they weren't made. They weren't made they weren't guys, made. No, but no, were, were they, no, they low level? Uh, Lamarca was low level uh coke dealing associate. Okay. Piece of shit. And when did legs begin was it a disco before they turned it into no i i knew people that knew call right you remember call with the wig and and yeah. at the bar i was throwing plastic stirrers and it was sticking in his head like spears everyone was laughing and he was going on about how everyone likes him you know i remember yeah who was the guy that worked the door? There was some muscle-bound Vietnam Vince. vet. Vince. Vince. Vince, the Vietnam vet. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Vince threw out uh, uh, Gotti's son, threw him down the steps, and the next night, a bunch of guys came back and and tuned him up a little, uh, little bit. <laughs> you mean John Gotti Jr.? Wasn't Gotti's son called John Gotti Jr.? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do, do you remember the another, night? Another remember, fucking genius. Do you remember the night Lamarca hit me over the head with a cocktail table? You know, I I didn't witness it. I yeah. wasn't there. I think I was there after the fact. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's Mike how you there. bought Debbie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred bucks. I bought a guitar, and then my yeah. mother made me bring it back because that's the kind of mom she was. Bring it back <laughs> and give me my rent that you owe me. I want my rent. Yeah. Yeah. What a mom. You remember my mom? Oh, yeah, very well. Very well. <laughs> Rufus, come lick mommy's feet. <laughs> you even remember the name I, I of the dog. I remember a few times you... I went to get her 
cigarettes at Queenie's. Queenie's, we had a we had a charge you had account. A tab. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Tab. yeah. I said I have no money on me. And she's, she's like, like yeah. no, 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 just just charge it. You know what I'm realizing now? I think Queenie was called Queenie because he was gay, and that guy Bobby that we thought was Queenie's brother was probably his lover. You know how you figure things out after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think he was called could, because yeah, the name of the supermarket was South Shore Self Serve, right? It wasn't right, called right. Queenie's. No, but no. the the big guy behind the counter that ran the place, we called him Queenie. Like the Retard Thrift Shop wasn't called the Retard Thrift Shop that we used to go to. Right, it was, I forgot what it was called. Yeah. By the and way, I'm going to apologize up front for Ron's use of language because it's antiquated. <laughs> <laughs> You hey. can't say that anymore. You know that, don't you? Didn't you get the memo? You can't say that. Didn't we have this conversation before the show? No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we used to call things all kinds of things back in the day, and you can't do that. It's not done anymore. You can't do it anymore. But, but you, uh, yeah, you and my mother always got along. I think better than I got along with her. That's for damn sure. Well, and, you know what? I, I was like uh, the guy from Leave It to Beaver. Leave It. Uh, the, Julie, uh, what, what's his Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell, yeah. You were yeah, like, I was like hey, Eddie Haskell. Hey, Mrs. Sackis, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You were always very nice and polite when you came in the place. No, She didn't really know the level of degeneracy that you were no, capable of. Yeah, Not at all. Yeah, no, you, not at all. You were able to uh, act right when the occasion called for, like around parents and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I remember I mean, it wasn't easy, but, but you know, yeah, you had to really contain yourself. I know yeah. your natural inclinations, but I remember your father too. And you, you're, you are like, Ooh, what a fucking tough motherfucker. He was, your father Holy was, was shit. a tough guy. He scared me in many ways. Uh, he, he fucking was, scared me. Yeah. Yeah. He was a tough guy. And, and yesterday I, was the one year anniversary of his passing from, from the yeah, COVID. Nine, 93 years old, 93. My uh, condolences to you. Yeah. Mm. He's still, I mean, he was in pretty good shape. Uh, he decided to go to a, uh, assisted living community, self pay, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was like four or 5,000 a month. And someone had uh, COVID came in and, uh, maybe 15 people died. You know, Small if, place. Uh, so if he had, if he had not gone to that facility, you think he'd still be among us? No, I don't no? think so. Okay. No, no. The doctor said even if he had the you know, flu or whatever, you know, would have been the same result. I mean, that's a good long run. If you or I make it to 93, but, I'd, I'd consider it a minor uh, miracle. It'll never happen. Never happen? Never happen. Well, this might no. be the last interview you But, do. I mean, talk about a tough guy. As, as you know, they called an ambulance for him. That was the protocol, and uh, he smoked three cigarettes before he got into the ambulance. Ninety-three he, years old. He smoked three cigarettes. Oh, he, he was smoking two or three packs a day. Oh my god! And we didn't get to see him for a month beforehand because of the Wuhan virus. Uh, am I allowed to say Wuhan virus? I, I don't care. Virus? I don't know. Or I, vagina say, virus. Say whatever you want. It's okay. But, uh, I don't censor people here on aerial yeah, view. We used to pass cigarettes through the window. It's like being in prison. Yeah. Passing yeah. cigarettes through the window. And it what was a non-smoking place. And, uh, you know, he was a suave guy, tough guy. Yeah. And they set up a smoking area for him. What was your father's name? Ralph. Ralph. Actually, Raphael. Raphael. Um, what did he think of the nihilistics? Did he ever tell you? Uh... Not much. He he never listened to any. Never saw us play. I mean, he he asked me once or twice if I was a fag. Uh, <laughs> that was really about it. What would what, what would bring that question on? Back then, you you were a fag. You you know, I I remember uh, five guys jumping on me and and you know beating me up, calling me a fag because you know you were a punk, right. Because of the way you were yeah. dressed. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And you, uh, you know, you used to to rock the, the leather jacket, the uh, your standard uh, shot uh, perfecto leather motorcycle jacket. And yeah, and yeah. You, you, your hair would be swept up. Thick black right, hair. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to, to cut my own hair. My mother own. used to say, you had such beautiful hair. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. she died, you know. Yeah, 
You killed her with that haircut is what you did. That's what <laughs> yeah, happened. Probably. Probably did. Uh, my mother kind of stayed out of our way. I remember when we would go over to the house. She, she, no, she asked me if you were a fag. She did? Yeah. Get out of here. I said only on Sundays. Ron, you, uh, your relationships to the truth can sometimes be just you know a glancing relationship. So please tell me that's true. Please tell me she actually, because that would be hilarious if she asked you that. No, she wanted to know if uh, she mentioned to me. I, I'll, I'm, I'm serious. I, okay. I, I got my hands on my balls right now. All right. On, on your children. Balls. On your children. Yeah. Okay. I, I swear on them. Uh, she mentioned clubs. Clubs? Like nightclubs? Like, yeah. Like, is, is it like a gay club or mm-hmm. like a man, like a men's club, she would say. And I didn't want to expound or say gay, but I knew what she was talking about. Okay. Was this legs she was referring to, the aforementioned legs? That's the only club I ever went to. What clubs did I go to? I didn't go to any clubs. We we played at clubs, but yeah, the yeah. band I was think maybe it. that's what she mentioned. Right. Or, you know, Paris, New York. Right. I mean, that- you know, look at the name, Paris, New York. Yeah. A little... You know, it makes my sphincter uh, twitch a little bit. You know. And legs was uh, spelled with a Z at the end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> legs. Uh, but it but... was actually it was actually a, an Italian restaurant called uh, uh, not Bellotti's. It was named after Carl Carlucci's. Carl Carlucci's restaurant. Carlucci's restaurant. And then they decided uh, let's get the dance trade in here. Yeah, because uh, Carl had. Owned the building. Uh, his business fell to the wayside. He's a shitty fucking restaurant. And uh, they opened a club. And they they had on Saturday nights, was it? Not Friday nights. I think it was Saturday nights. They would play the, the New Wave and the, uh, what they call it, like New Wave Night. And you'd go down there and you'd dance to uh, the New Wave. Yeah, dance to the new wave. Right, they they dance they to would, the new wave. Yeah, they would have the uh, what, what what was some of the big hits on the dance floor? Let's see, they'd always have some Joan Jet playing. Yeah, they might say, warm leatherette. Throw some New York Dolls in there. They yeah, would. They would always play Sex Pistols, Sex Pistols yeah. Uh, Ramones. Yeah, Ramones. yeah, it was like the, all that stuff. This is so we're talking about 1979, 1980. And who ran into you? Was it Mike that ran into you? I don't think it was me. I think it no, was Mike. Mike. We actually collided physically collided. collided he grabbed me and we started grappling and everything and i we oh. fell to the ground but before that i was uh, sitting in a parking lot in my car drinking and uh i had an eight track going of the dead boys and he said oh, at least someone's listening to, to some good music aha uh-huh. yeah we were fans big fans of the dead boys yeah big fans so that's how you two ran into each other. Next thing I know, Mike is saying, hey, I think I might have found a singer. We finally found yeah. it. We found a singer. But you weren't a singer, were you? I mean, had you sung uh, with anybody? I played in, in one band called the Slime Buckets. Makes sense. But it uh, no shows or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, so, nothing came of it. So around Merrick somewhere, you'd play the Backyards. Like I, yeah, like me and Cobra. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what was the Basements. repertoire of the slime buckets? Covers, doing. No, covers? no, no. Original songs. What but, would, do you uh, remember any of the songs? Yeah, the other band members uh, did not want to do them. You know, they. they I think they were more into. Uh, I don't know, rock and roll, new wave. Yeah. You know. But you you were listening to what at the time? Were you listening to like Priest and? Metal, some Sabbath. What was uh, what was on the turntable? You mean before punk? Yeah, before you discovered, uh, like all of us did. Eventually, we discovered the Sex Pistols, the Clash, the Ramones. What yeah, was... well, the Sex Pistols really did it for me. Anik in the UK when I got that single. That was it. That was it. Blew your you mind know. open. Well, you know what it was—the anger. You know. Yeah, you related. Yeah, related to it. You know, Ramones were okay, but it was like, you know, happy horse shit, you know. Yeah. And then I went to CB's, you know, at an early age. It was great because Hilly's wife uh, would walk around with a, a little pad and, you know, come up to everyone. Did, did you have your two drink minimum yet? 
So it was great, you know, being a young, you know, underage drinking. I remember her. I God, I remember that. She tried to throw oh. me and Paul Bearer out when we went to see Spinal Tap when they played at CBGB's. They did two shows, and in between the shows, she she tried to get us to leave. Why? <laughs> and we Why? refused because it was a new crowd coming in. She wanted the new crowd. She wanted to oh. turn over the audience, you know. Hmm. And we we just we just uh, skulked around, and we never left. So we got to yeah. see them see them play twice. But yeah, she was. She was very much about who's paying to be in here. Because if you're not paying to be here, yeah, you got to. It was the whole thing. Out. Did yeah. you have your two drink minimum? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. not yet. Go to the bar. Now, did you ever think you'd be performing on the stage of CBGBs when you were down there? Do you ever think someday, someday I'll be on that stage? You know, the thought entered my mind, but could never find anybody to play with. Yeah. You know, n- nobody was really serious. And, uh, you know, to me, the main thing was the message, you know, not so much the music. The message. The message. message. It was the yeah, message. The message. And so what did you think of Mike and me when you, when you met us? These are the guys? These are the guys? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I said, you know, here's two fucked up guys. Yeah, not exactly. as fucked up as I am. Right. But fucked up, but in a different way. Yeah. We I were, mean, what's we fucked were up like... about me is my mind. You, no one you, would want my mind. Yeah, you were always fucked up, and I remember that. And and a little older than both of us, so you you seemed like on some level like an adult. I wouldn't say functioning, but an adult, you know. And right. Mike and I still right. felt like you know we felt like kids because we were we were like teenagers and right. And you seem like you know grown ass sort of fuck up. But I've been like that since a kid. I, I don't think I was ever a child. You probably had a beard when you were nine, right? Like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was the Stubble. one that always uh, bought the beer. Right, because you look older than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, uh, so w- would you say we had an influence on you or you had an influence on us? I think I mean, we had an influence on, on, each, on other? each other. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I, I, somewhat, do, I do feel like... Not to like, sound like a homo, but, but like kindred souls. Right, yeah. I feel like uh, Mike sort of came under your purview. He came under your uh, Svangali like sort of uh, influence in a way and mike got way more into what he was doing i i think you know you're sort of telling him to uh well we both were we were both saying you know write songs because he he would go in his bedroom and he'd come out with reams of lyrics and then we it it would be up to the rest of us to try to figure out is this a song you know how, how do we how do we make this into a song and people who aren't in bands they don't really get the collaborative nature even if one person is you know, writing the lyrics or another person's writing the music. Well, it's... Yeah, we all wrote songs, and, you know, I think the whole thing is we respected what each other did or we had no idea what we, we were doing, Yeah, and uh, we just put music to it. I don't think it could happen again, what happened back then. I mean, I, I think nah, what happened never. in the... Totally you know, impossible. That second wave of music that came out of New York that uh, came out of the Lower East Side and came out of Queens and came out of Long Island. And by the way, anything that came from Long Island was immediately dismissed. We were routinely mocked and dismissed because Long Island was supposedly where, you know, Gatsby was from. And if you're from Long Island, you must be wealthy. That was a band, cover bands, you know, Twisted Sister. Right. You know, shit like that. Shit like that. So so we had to fight for the recognition. We, We had to go on stage and prove that we belong there and we can bring the goods, so to speak. Did you have that well, feeling, or was that just me? Oh, well, you know, constantly, constantly. Yeah. Like you had to prove, you had to Max, prove. Max, as I remember once, uh, someone's going, go back to Long Island, you fucking hippies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> one guy one guy got my boot in his face, and, and Mike hit him with the bass. And then everyone <laughs> shut the fuck up. And either didn't show up or kept their mouth shut. Oh, we were such chodes. We were so willing to use violence. It was, uh, it was. Th- that's the way. That's the way things were back then. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. We we didn't instigate the violence. We we didn't instigate the violence, but we would end the violence. Is what it oh, came yeah. down to. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, you might start it, but we would be ending it. But we and, would do fucked up shit too, Chris. Like, uh, and remember we, the parking lot of parrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had a knife on your boot, yeah. And there was two people fucking in a car next to your car, and I said to you, I said, "Let the air pop their tires. They're right. naked fucking in the car." And you 
punctured the tires, if you remember. <laughs> so f- that was fun. Yeah, what fun. Oh, the fun we had. Jesus, I was a bastard. I really What about... Uh, I, I used to use the basement at uh, Legs for uh, sexual liaisons. Mm-hmm. I didn't as know long that. As I would let Call watch. I didn't know there was a basement. Cheaper than a hotel. Yeah, was you a... said to me... Well, no, that was at uh, my father's place. It was my birthday. I think I had uh, four or five girls at once. And you opened the door and you said, uh, you have the morals of an alley cat. You were laughing. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of true, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you were proud of that, though. You you wore that badge proudly. T- to you this know, day. And, and I, always, I was always confused, like, how much of this is an act and how much of it is real? Like, how... How much of the, the, you know, I'm a deviant is is true, and how much of it is, you know, Ron wants to be seen as a deviant. No, no. I mean, true. you're not like I'm, I'm like everyone thought Dean Martin was a drunk, right? He would go back to his hotel room and drink milk, and go to sleep early. It was Frank Sinatra who was the drunk. So, I always wondered, is this an act? Like, is this real? No, no, it was real. No. All right. Did you have fun? That's really what matters. Was it fun? My own kind of fun. You had your own kind other of fun? people or the other participants didn't look at it as fun. Well, all these years later, you're still waving the flag, though. You're still doing the nihilistics. The nihilistics are still out there. Two original yeah, members, yeah, yeah. you and yeah. Troy. Yeah. And uh, I find that remarkable. Mike passed in what was it? 2011? Is it really that long ago? Has it been 10 uh, years? 2011, 2014. I, I was in a room with him when he, when he died. Yeah. Yeah, I said, yeah. I, I saw him just before he did. And yeah. his wife was telling me, you know, talk to him. He always talked about the old days. Talk to him. And I started talking to him. And and at the mention of, like, CBGBs, he started to twitch. And at that point, he was he was non-compass mentis. He, he was out of it, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and non-communicative. And, and something in his brain clicked on when I said that. It was weird. Mm-hmm. It was really eerie. Well, there you know, was a rumor going around that I killed him, like well, a mercy. I, I hadn't heard that rumor. It, terrible. Who did you start the rumor? No. Did you I did. start the rumor? And did I do it? No. 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 I, I sat there, you know, with them. Yeah. You know, dear friend to us all, and uh, you know, just waited for him to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he uh, did not make it, but no, I, he I, took it. He took it like a man, you know, head on, and. Uh, with, with dignity and grace and bravery and you know it was 2011 it was 2011 when he passed it I'm was lo- i'm looking it up yeah uh he was born the same year as me yeah i was at the cemetery maybe three weeks ago oh really does he have yeah, a headstone yeah. there yeah yeah very nice one with oh. his picture on it uh, a pair ki- of uh Doc martin boots nihilistic stickers on his I he's didn't... he's buried about Five rows from uh, Pete Steele. I didn't know that. Yeah. Got to go visit myself. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I, you know, I, it's interesting because uh, when I think of the band and what it did for my life, it set me off on this trajectory that it wouldn't have gone otherwise. Would would, you, would the same be true for you? Do you think absent no, definitely, the definitely, band or your definitely. life would have... What would your life have been otherwise? Uh. A few things could have happened. I could have been, I could have been maybe the most. uh, How could you say it? Uh, If I put it in a nice, nice way, uh, the most prolific serial killer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would have been. Or just led a boring fucking life, you know. Yeah. So you uh, you think you would have been good at the serial killing? Oh, definitely, definitely, very good. Like not get caught, not okay. get caught, not get caught. Well, no, you know they haven't no found that list yet. It's not you, is it, Ron? Uh, Long Island serial killer. Yeah. Well, I was questioned about it, but you know it was people breaking balls, really. You know, because I, I like to go to Pier Ten at Jones Beach and fish. Yeah. So you know, a couple of people were saying, you know, fucked up shit. You know, because they were investigated. They thought it was someone that was a fisherman or something like that. Well, because of the because of the burlap sacks. Yeah, the burlap sacks. I didn't. Yeah. Fishermen don't use burlap sacks, do they? Well, no clam. When you clam, oh. mussels. Uh, oh. Yeah. 
I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Channel only, 5 News was there. Maybe only the real Lisk would know that. Hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. The, yeah. Real, the real Lisk. The real Lisk, not the yeah. fake one. Lisk. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I have my theories on uh, which member of the band it might have been. Like, who did you grow up with that might have turned out to be a serial killer kind of game? I think all of us. Yeah. All well, us. except for me and Troy. You and Mike, yeah. But me and Troy, no. Nah, you guys yeah. should. You could. You could. Yeah. I couldn't be bothered. It no, seems no, no. like a lot I, of I effort. I could see you getting pissed off with an automatic whack weapon and, you know, uh, you know, yeah. renting a hotel room times. Yeah. You know, just leaning out the window. Right. Yeah, taking pot shots at that people. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep that kind of rage throttled down, though, you know? I mean, I think I was a lot angrier back then. Would you call me angry back oh, then? Oh, Nothing but angry. Nothing but angry. Nothing but angry. Did you and I ever have any really good fights? I'm trying to remember. No, 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 never, never. No? Disagreements, even? Do we have disagreements? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't okay. think so. Well, that's good to know. We're still friends after all these years. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. What's next for the band, by the way? I mean, I know... With the pandemic, it's hard to perform. People are doing things online. Did any of that interest you, doing something online? No, I think it's pandemic? a waste of time, really. And it's it's not fair to the listeners. I, I don't know. I, I think it's fucking stupid. You don't like To be it. honest with you. Not a fan. Yeah. Not yeah. going to do a virtual performance. I think anymore? people should just play. Fuck mask, fuck everything. You know, I don't know. Who, who gives a shit? You're gonna die anyway, and I I think this is blown out way out of way out of proportion. Way out of proportion. With uh, we're approaching six hundred thousand people dead. It's not enough. That it's not enough. What are you, Malthus? Is that who you are? A what? <laughs> you know, Malthus. Malthus uh, was the uh, the idea of like depopulation by any means necessary, thinning of the herd. That whole theory. No, no, no. no. You know, no, just uh, yeah, not, it's no big deal. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's a if, big. If I listen, you all, everyone's going to die. I'm surprised I'm I'm alive. I'm actually surprised you're alive. I'm surprised we're all alive. A lot of people. Who are you not but, surprised uh, is uh, like who do you who are you not surprised is dead? How about that? Like who did mm -hmm. you think back in the day? Like I just read about Dave Insurgent of Reagan Youth, right? Oh, I didn't I know. I didn't story. know he was Ooh, dead. I'll tell you a good story. I didn't know he was dead until a few days ago. How, yeah, how, how messed dead. up is that? Long dead. All right. You know there was a. It was like, I wouldn't call it a love triangle, but a kind of like a triangle. Uh, my uncle, he, he was uh, not a pornographer, but but he was in a porn business to a degree, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Joel Rif Rifkin worked for Brain Eater Records in the warehouse, if you recall. And he also worked for Sam Ash in Roosevelt Field record store there. So here it is. Rifkin works for Brain Eater. Uh, Tiffany, his girlfriend, was a hooker. And my uncle got closed down. He had a place called Picarama. And it was three floors, you know, of total debauchery. I remember they were showing the movie Snuff there. He was getting $50 a head to see the movie Snuff. But it was a, it was a bar, live sex shows, booths, everything like that. You know, it was a really cool place. Yeah. So I, I was like a mop-up boy for yeah. a while, you know. You know. But uh, uh, he, he, he had that place closed down. So near the two plus two club, there was a lot and it was surrounded by hedges and, and plywood. And uh, he charged $2 to get in with a hooker, $2 to get out with a hooker. Yeah. So I was there. My cousin was there. We worked in a booth uh, collecting the money. And uh, Tiffany, the girlfriend, would come in and then out. We would watch uh, the hookers every now and then. And, uh, you know, they had to give us money at the end of the night. She had no money. She used it. She used it for dope. So uh, she goes, how about a blowjob? You know, and I'm like, nah, I don't want a fucking blowjob. I want my fucking money. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, who comes walking down? A couple of people, including Dave and Surgeon. And I told Dave, I said, this girl's giving blowjobs. You want a blowjob? And they hit it off after that. So I made the introduction. She would use the lot. And uh, Rifkin would use the lot. And he ended up taking her, strangling her, killing her, or whatever. And they found her dead in the back of his pickup pickup truck going down the Southern City Parkway. Yeah, and he was a serial killer. He was a serial killer. Uh, what do you know? Yeah. And right. then Dave ended up uh, committing suicide. Uh, he was driven insane by all of this. I mean, that's Was it suicide or he OD'd? Uh, I think well, it was one it from column A thing. and one from column B. I don't know. That's a good question. And it doesn't just, matter. So who... Dead is dead. Fire eyes dead is dead. We were uh, listen. The Nihilistics uh, talk about a bleak outlook. It, it was a band with a very dark outlook and bleak outlook. And and I came from a very messed up family. And uh, Mike came from a very messed up family. Troy's family, the little bit I knew about them, messed up. Your family, I don't know. You you lost your mother early, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how old were you when your mother went? Uh, I was in my teens, late yeah. teens. Yeah. And so, yeah, and your relationship. And she was very sick before then. Yeah. So it, it was, it, we were a little bit different than everything else that was going on out there. There was a lot of what Ron referred to earlier as happy horseshit bands, bands that we would be backstage thinking, what is this? Well, you know, it's like they were there to have a good time. And to us, this wasn't about having a good time. It was. That's, it's, a, that's it's what so, I mean, CBGBs. You so go into CBGBs, you see the Ramones, Blondie, Dawkins Heads, whatever back then. It was like a fucking disco. Yeah. In reality. Yes. And then when I heard the Sex Pistols, the, the Yang. Yeah. I think you broke Zoom just now. You still oh, the there? The anger was there. The anger was there. That was the rest of that sentence? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anger is an energy, as someone once said, right? It's true. Yeah. So uh, what else from back in the day about me in specific do you remember? Because I'm always fascinated when people tell me shit that I have no memory of whatsoever. I mean, you you could make something up if you wanted to, and I would probably buy it, but tell me something true that I don't remember from back in the day. Well, you had a short fuse. I had a very short fuse. You very short fuse. I had a temper on me. Very bad temper. Bad temper. Ex oh, I would throw stuff. Uh, one night, I got uh, and angry. Scream. And scream. And scream. Throw throw a tantrum, right? Yeah. Complete. Yeah. 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 I remember we were playing at A7, and I had this guitar that was a copy of a Dan Armstrong Lucite guitar, and it would not stay in tune no matter what I did. And I got so angry, I threw it across the floor. And I yeah, but what about what you did at grill with that guitar? What did I do? You were surfing on it. You oh. were out of your mind drunk. Was that the same guitar? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you yeah. got it at the retard Fritz shop for like $5. Please don't call it that again. Please don't call it that. <laughs> Please. Don't, it was for retards, though. Yeah, but don't call it that. It's like, it's not, we don't use that word anymore. What are you, a throwback? Yeah, I guess you are. <laughs> you you were a throwback in 1980. You were a throwback. Yeah. That's true. So, oh, man. I, I, I wanted, I want that guitar now. Now I want it. Back then, I was like, phooey, phooey on this guitar. Yeah, the pickup like slid that. in and out, I remember. It was a really good copy. What did I know? Yeah. I probably could have fixed it. But uh, So you remember I was angry. I had a temper. I threw stuff. I yelled. I guess not much has changed. Well, look at your environment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you uh, children learn what they see. And I, I grew up uh, with a lot of angry people. My mother was angry. Tension. My father was angry. They lashed yeah. out constantly. They used violence. What do you want from me? What did I know? Now, let me see if I remember anything about you that you don't remember. Hmm. You remember one time we were driving in your Buick and you got pulled over and you told the cop that the uh, eight tracks had slipped on Oh, yeah, it tangled my feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good story. Uh, is yeah. that the only yeah. time an eight track tape? He let tape? us go. I, we, cut the, we cut the cop off. Is that the he only time? He almost Yeah. Is that the only time an eight track tape got someone out of a ticket? In it history. In history. It might yeah. be. Or tangled on anyone's feet in history. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. Well, we're almost out of road, Ron. We got like four minutes left. So what is next? I, I know I asked you this question already. When the pandemic is over, are you guys going to do a show? Or are you not going to wait for it to you be know, over gonna, and do a show? We're going to play, and uh, we're in the process of doing new material. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're with a new label. Okay. And uh, the movie's coming out this weekend. It's oh yeah, we we haven't we've talked all this time. We haven't mentioned this film that uh, Nihilistics music is going to be in. Yeah, What's the it porn called? Film. The porn film. It's a porn film. I thought it was uh, some kind of film about skateboarding. Is it Miranda Cong- Cosgrove a porn actress? I wouldn't know. What do I Kitty know? Kitty porn actress? Or I don't know. Like I don't know. No, have it has you seen Vince Vaughn? In it. I saw the trailer. Is it any good? Or is it a piece of crap? Be honest. No, I think it. It's going to be like uh, Dogtown or, you know, a step up above that. It's about uh, skateboarders in North Hollywood. Is that what it's about? Yeah, yeah. And it's and apparently Vince North Vaughn Hollywood. was a fan of Oz. Get out of here, really? No, that's what I heard. Hey, I wonder and... if I could play the trailer. What do you think would happen if I tried to play this thing? Are you wearing Let's a listen. sweater and shorts? Let's listen. What? Why are you wearing pants? Pops, you can wear shorts and a sweater. That doesn't make any sense. Wear pants and a shirt. That's why you should tell girls, take your pants off. You wearing fucking pants. Hey, Mike, you got that shit. Come on. Where's the nihilistics uh, music? They using it in a trailer? Nice it's not in a trailer. Nice on the board when you start talking like that. You already know what you should do. Get your bitch ass out the way. Okay, you watch how you talk. You need to shut the fuck up. Get out of here. I'm not asking. I gotta say, the trailer uh, is making this movie look pretty good. Yo, Mikey, bro? Your focus is gonna be on. I don't know. This might be pretty good, Ron. I don't. It might not be a piece of garbage. Why is it? Oh, I know why it's going. We're gonna have to get our sad cards in. Uh. Or sympathy cards. I yeah, I'm already sagging. It's all right. I don't think I need the card. To prove that I'm sagging. So the film is called it's called North Hollywood. And where can we see it? Where do we go to see it? We do we have to go to a theater? I'm not going if, to a theater. If, Forget if you go it. To one of these links, you can watch it. I don't know if it's on Netflix. No, uh, uh, Chrome uh, Chromecast. Chromecast. All right. Yeah. Chromecast. How confusing. All right. So uh, I, I had a Chromecast on my penis one time. Is it still there? No, check. No, Can you no, check? I'll wait. No, Go ahead no, and check. I'll wait. No, no, no. You sure? All right. No, no, no. It healed. Uh, North Hollywood is the film. Four nihilistic songs are going to be in the film. It's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not a Budweiser commercial, but it's still like, very exciting. And that's it. I run. I ran out of road, Ron. It's all over. Let's do this again, though. It was fun. Okay. I appreciate you being part of the program. I'm going to say goodbye and uh, good luck. Good luck to you. And uh, turn it over once again to Hound Shows here on the Hound NYC. And uh, remind you that this show will replay. uh, Boy, this is something you want to hear again, isn't it? Replay Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And then uh, in the next uh, few minutes, it will turn into a podcast available at uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Play or Podcasts, whatever it's called, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, sometimes SoundCloud even. And on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, you got the Hound Howl. And uh, of course, you got Crash in the Party, Do Up Chop Shop of the Year at 5 p.m. with Mark and Miriam. And again, my uh, thanks goes out to Ron Rancid of the Nihilistics for joining, joining me for this, this conversation. Fascinating conversation for the last hour. Ron will be back because I'm sure we both have so much more to say. And uh, I do appreciate all of you who have been listening. And don't forget, thehoundnyc.com slash shop. We got plenty of Hound t-shirts still. Go and get one before they're gone. <laughs>